Hey, it's Zach, and I'm back with another episode of Elevate and Accelerate. And today I'm really excited to introduce uh, you know, a really close friend, uh, my own personal coach, a relationship expert, uh, somebody who I've been working with for well over a year, but I know has been doing this for a long time, uh, to talk with us about a lot of really exciting things, especially as it relates to life and business, uh, and that is Brandon Archer. Uh, Brandon Archer, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for the invite, Zach. I uh, enjoy chatting with you, so it's going to be pretty awesome to do it in this format. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, I mean, you've you've been a guest on countless podcasts already. Uh, you know, I know you've been featured locally on news stations and stuff like that. You you work with men like myself um, and really helping them to uh, understand themselves and and what they're going through and and how that applies to relationship. So why don't you, in your own words, kind of tell me a little bit more about uh, what exactly that is? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big question, right? It's a big question. When I get asked, what do you do? I, I need to get better at saying what I do, but essentially I help men connect with themselves so they can connect with other people better. And I'm not just talking their wife. I'm talking everybody in their life, kids, business associates, it doesn't matter. These, these things that um, I teach men apply across the board. It's the, I almost want to say it's like the secret sauce of life that everybody's forgotten about for the last, you know, few hundred years. And it's time to bring it back. It's time to bring back like relational knowledge, relational intelligence. Um, it's really apparent once you start learning these things, how it doesn't exist in North America. We've been chasing the dollar. We've been chasing the lifestyle for so long, you know, for quite a few generations. We've forgotten how to be human, in my opinion. So I really work with guys on getting back to the humanness of themselves. That's cool. I, I've, I mean, I've greatly, you know, uh, have greatly benefited from that in my own relationship with my wife, even with my kids, with other people. Um, and it's affected the way that I do business and the way that I'm able mm -hmm. to show up in a lot of different ways um, in sales and how I coach my sales team and how I work with them on how they can work with their prospects, with the people they're talking to. And so really at the end of the day, like we are humans and our lives consist of building and maintaining relationships. And that is true for business as well. Um, and so, you know, kind of what we're talking about today and sort of a, a backdoor way uh, is the heart of business, the heart behind business and kind of this idea that, you know, when you're marketing and reaching out to somebody, you are attempting to build a relationship with them and a relationship yes. foundationally needs trust. Um, and then once you make that connection, now you need to maintain that relationship, which requires a whole nother level of skill sets. And so we'll kind of navigate our way through that today. But I, I just kind of want our listeners to know that while this is primarily a business con uh, context, most of the time, um, that really this applies to every area of your life, including your business. Um, so in, in your experience, uh, in having worked with, you know, countless men now and, and sort of uh, looking at your experience and what you've been through, um, how has just our own mindset, uh, the stories we tell ourselves, some of these different things like really affect us in the way that we can do relationship with people? It is this subconscious program that's running that you don't even know about until you shine a light on it. 
It really is. Um, there's so many factors. If you're, you know, if you're 40, you've lived four decades of, unless you shine a light on this stuff, which you can earlier, I'm just using this for illustrative purposes. You didn't get to choose what you believe and how you think, but you can, you can shift that. You can start choosing what you believe, what you think, uh, what your values are, what integrity means to you. Once you start doing that, everything around you, your whole world starts to change. And it's not that necessarily the world around you changes, it's your perspective on everything changes. Mm. And that's the real key is your perspective on any situation you're in, but your perspective is formed by your childhood experiences, by your parents' beliefs, by your grandparents' beliefs. If they were religious at all, that comes into play. There's all these factors that we don't think about. We just accept things the way they are, air quotes. But you can, you can open up that. You can expand what that means to you if you're willing to take that time. Because it takes time. It takes work. But as you, I believe, have experienced, it's so worth it. It's so worth it to, to dig into this stuff because as I shared, all these different experiences form our beliefs. We left us as a human behind somewhere. And I believe strongly to reconnect with yourself, your own humanness, your own version of you, the original version of you changes everything because authenticity knowing who you are and i'm not talking on a surface level i'm not talking a, on i i am what i do it's like who are you as a human that starts to change everything because now you're so much more comfortable with you and you don't try to subconsciously get approval for whomever you're talking to doesn't matter if it's your kids your wife your parents your business associates, you are secretly subconsciously trying to get something from them unless you take a look at this stuff. Hmm. And then once you do, my big um, platform, I'll say, is authenticity. Just be real. Like, please don't put on a mask for me. Hmm. <laughs> I just want to see you <laughs> as a human. And I think, I know people really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, to people who are doing their marketing and who are reaching out to their audience and are sharing their things like that's what makes story and your story and understanding your story and knowing how to share your story so impactful, because that's what you're doing, like you're showing up authentically for your audience, right? And and you can really only do that if you've done the work to be able to do that, too. Um, you're talking about like the humanness, uh, which I really, which I really like, because there's a phrase that it just... Uh, it's always bothered me. Um, and it's, it's this idea, uh, where you'll hear people say it all the time, you know, it's not personal, it's just business. Right. And like that in and of itself frustrates me because, uh, it's taking the relationship part out of that. It's making it very transactional. It's taking the human part out of it. I mean, the reality is, is it is personal, personal. If you're firing somebody, if you're, if you're demoting them, if, if it's, you know, even if it's a positive experience, like it really is personal because you're dealing with people. 
So when you, when you try to remove that out of the equation and just make it, oh, well, it's just business, right? Uh, I think it leaves all of us with this bad taste in our mouth because we know fundamentally that that's not true at our core. So the opposite of that is, well, it's not just business, it, it's relationships. And so um, I think it's, it, was a, it was a way to not have to navigate the difficult parts of relationship and business. We're yeah. all happy to promote the person, but we don't want to fire them, right? Um, you know, or we hide behind it's just business because we don't really know how to deal with that. So um, I love that you're talking about bringing the humanness back to, to all of this and really to the world. Um, so I know one of the things that we had talked about, uh, you know, especially with the new year and, and sort of setting goals and wanting to achieve those goals uh, is these blocks that, that tend to come up. And yes. I know working with entrepreneurs um, and, you know, yourself included and, and hundreds of other people, thousands of people that I've talked to, um, hundreds that I've worked with is, is entrepreneurs, even in business owners, even if they're successful, um, highly successful by most measures, have these level of blocks. They have these things that creep in and self doubts and things that stop them. So, um, you know, what are some things that, that you could tell somebody who's running into those blocks or, or, you know, trying to shed some light on what they might be experiencing in those situations? Oh man, this is a can of worms because there's, there's layers to this. And as I shared, you know, your belief system is based on a, a series of experiences. You haven't chosen most of your beliefs unless you've taken the time to actually look at what you believe. So your blocks, whatever they might be, are is a belief. There's a belief that's getting in your way. So it could be, I'm not worthy. It could be, I might fail. I might fail because. And we start to have these beliefs about ourselves. And the big one, you know, I'll just share what's going on for me right now. It's I might fail and that means I'm not good enough. Hmm. And it's very, it's very real. And I think a lot of people experience a similar one. It's just, do you have the words to put to that experience, that guttural feeling that's going on or the negative thoughts that you're having? And those thoughts can be changed. And that's where understanding who you are, what your beliefs are, the thoughts that you're having, you have to have a certain awareness of that in order to start changing your thoughts. So for me personally, those thoughts are there. I know why they're there. I have some tools to, to move through them. And also, and we're talking about neuroplasticity too, like neural pathways. This stuff is very, very real. I'm choosing a new neural pathway, a new way of thinking about my situation so that when my brain goes, you're going to fail. It means this about you. I can catch it and go, that's actually not true. I don't, I don't believe that on a, on a cognitive level, why it's happening. It's based in childhood. All this, all this stuff doesn't really matter. I just need to learn how to change that perspective of what's going on inside me. And over time, you've heard, you've heard me use this analogy. Most, most people understand it. You're in an elementary school or middle school, and there's a, a soccer field that you have to cut across, but every kid cuts across it from your neighborhood. And there's a worn path through the grass and you can see the dirt. That's your neural pathway. That's your neural pathway of, I'm not good enough because fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. 
all I got to do is choose. I'm actually not going to walk on that path anymore. I'm going to choose this other one. And before long, what happens in the grass or your neural pathways is you wear down a new path and that old one grows over. It is very good illustration for what happens in your mind, in your brain. The tricky part is when you're unaware and you're in a rush, you're going to accidentally get back on that old path. And that's where the practice comes into play of how do you go, whoa, I'm on that old path. I need to switch. That's not the path I choose anymore. So that is simply a thought. Your thoughts are sort of automatic, but you can choose a different way of thinking, a different thought. Mm-hmm. And when you put into, into practice some tools to do that, it's not that your world definitely, you know, external forces change. It's just your perspective on that changes. So in business, you can be like, oh, there's that doubt. Hmm. All right. I choose not to believe that. And the awareness, yes, that thought's there, but I want this thought. And putting in the work to to keep realigning with that new thought. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I've talked about in that vein um, and what I call like the story mindset. And it's this idea that we have the ability to author our own future. Like we can be the author of the pages that haven't yet been written. But the only way to do that is to understand, you know, how we're how they're currently being written by other forces, you know, subconsciously by believing what other people are telling us. Um, And so to your point, then, like as as a business owner, often, especially, especially now, it seems like as things are starting to shift, uh, it's, it's always been this idea of like, well, I don't need emotional intelligence, or I don't really need, I don't need to have that side of my business in order to grow. But I think more and more of what we're finding is that uh, people are consumers are looking for authenticity, they're looking for a even a company, but let alone a person who's not only good at what they do, but who is aligned on a fundamental like value level too. And if you don't understand what those are, you're, you're missing out on an opportunity to engage with your audience, right? Yeah, I fully agree. And you know, like my business challenge has been, how do I be authentic? How do I be me? Send my message out there, um, build these relationships because I'm very relationship based. Like I don't just sign a client because they want to work with me. That's not the way it works for me. I need to feel that connection on some level. And I have found over the years of building my coaching is that there's two ways to do things. There's the strictly marketing, no heart involved. I understand how to manipulate you basically is what I've seen. Or there's the authentic way. It's like, Hey, here's my heart as a business owner, wide open. Um, I understand your story. Here's my story. Hmm. Do you like it? And if you (laughs) do, we probably have something we can do together. And, you know, once you and I started talking about more business stuff and marketing, I'm like, man, Zach, you're on point with how I've been trying to show up in, in my space. So I believe as a, if you're a business owner, you need to make a decision. If, if you want to operate from your heart, you, you take that ball and you run with it because it will work Hmm. and you'll have 
my experience, deep connections with your clients. And that for me is worth a lot. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the question I think most people need to ask themselves and that. And to me, it's really what, what makes the successful, uh, it's what makes ordinary people extraordinary is in those moments where they understand who they are. They understand what their values are. They're aligned with those things. And like their business is just an extension of their heart because at the core, what they really want to do is serve people well and their way of serving people. Like, you know, you still have to pay your bills. You still have to do all these other things. But like my way of doing that is combining these things together where now I get to truly serve my audience on a deep level while at the same time, you know, building a business so that I can live the life that I want to live too. Um, and, uh, you know, we talk about it in our circles is like, um, that's living a life of joyful impact where, where you've achieved a level of success that you wanted to achieve by helping other people achieve the level of success that they want to achieve using the skills that you have to offer. And, um, you know, what, what better way to do life. Right. And so those, those are the type of people that we want to work with too. Um, but those are also the type of people I think that have the most difficult time because they're, they don't they don't want to manipulate the audience. They don't want to just jump in there and start selling. Um, and that's why we come back to story. It's like, it's all about just sharing your story and understanding the story of the people you're working with. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, as a entrepreneur, I, I got on that path of like, I, I took a program, teach you how to sell. And I'm like, man, this is unethical. Like this is manipulation. And I don't want to do that. Like I want to, I want to help. And it didn't feel like helping trying to manipulate people into realizing they needed my help. I think there's a very clean way to do that where people are like, hell yeah, this is exactly what I want and what I need. Um, and for me, that's, it's, there's some skills involved in that, but it's also, it's this heart wide open idea, you know, and <laughs> I'm not trying to fool anybody. Like, as you know, it's, it's, uh, that not enoughness in me, like I'm not good enough to help them. I'm not good enough to, to succeed on a higher level in my business. That's been my block. That's been my journey to overcome that, not overcome it. It's, I don't think it's going anywhere, to be honest. Mm. I think it's to realize it's there. It's a voice. It's a thought. And I choose this path anyway. I'm, I'm curious to kind of maybe dig in a little bit deeper because I'm sure as a business owner, a lot of times people are just like, I don't have time for this. Like this, this isn't really going to impact my business. It doesn't matter. I've already reached a level of success already. Um, I think I would say that that's probably more rooted in fear and not wanting to dig into the things that are going to disrupt their own, you know, internal workings at the moment. Um, but for the people that are the people that do understand that, like, what are, what are some ways in which, you know, understanding themselves and understanding, uh, relationships, like what are some ways that they could start even just flipping the light switch on, like finding the light switch to begin with, um, where, where would you say it would be like a foundational place to start? I think the most foundational is making time to self-reflect. Now that can take on many different different forms. I suggest um, meditation and writing in the morning. I think those are the two most crucial things to do. Um, 
there are formats you can use. There are writing prompts you can do. There's also just free flow, just whatever's top of mind and put it on paper. That can unlock so much in a person. And you, But here's the thing. You have to stick with it. It's not, yeah, I heard Brandon and Zach talking about this thing. I tried it twice. What a load of garbage that was. That's not how any of this works. It's consistency. It's like, yeah, I'm going to commit for three months and see what happens. And I promise you, if you give it three months, that a form of meditation, there's lots of apps out there. And then writing afterwards will change your life. I don't even need to tell you anything more than that. I don't need to like say this is the goal you're trying to get to if you just adopt that daily practice something will shift the struggle that i found a lot of times in in navigating this and figuring out how it works in business um, is again rooted in a belief that i think was passed down like even in a lot of different ways in my own my own self-doubts or whatever but it's this it's this nagging of like people don't really care about what I have to say and they don't really care about my story either. Right. And gosh, man, if I, if I had, what's that, if I had a nickel for every time I heard somebody say, right. I mean, yeah. I deal with story all the time as it relates to helping business owners build their brands. And if I, if I had a nickel for every time I heard somebody say, it doesn't matter what industry, you know, what, what gender, what, what location in the planet, it's always come back to this, this response of like, well, I don't have a story that anybody cares about. Um, so I would be interested in like, you know, what are your, what are your comments on that? As far as one, you know, obviously we know that to not be true. Um, people do care about your story, but then two, like, how do you start understanding from a business framework? Like, what that story is because we have a lot of different stories. So um, I know you've kind of had to go through that process on your own of understanding, um, you know, your story as it relates to your business and then, well, we'll start there and I've got more. <laughs> yeah. I think the idea or the thought of nobody wants to hear my story is a reflection on the state of North American society. That's pretty, that's, I'm zooming way out for a minute and I'll, I'll narrow it in. If you go back 100 years, 150 years, there was more storytelling, more story sharing. The world is moving so fast. We believe that being on your phone and having social media equals connection, and that simply doesn't. It has the capacity to connect to more people, but the depth of connection is not as much, in my opinion. Through story, through your personal story, it allows people to connect with you. It allows them to see part of them in you. Mm. And that's how we connect. That's the connection we've lost. We are, we feel so different, so isolated because we're not talking to each other on a deep level. You start sharing what's going on for you and you, and the person next to you is like, wow, I had no idea I'm going through the same thing. So, you know, as that relates in business, to, and I agree with you, it doesn't matter what industry. If you get a little raw, a little authentic, a little honest, man, things can change. If you if you sell like drawer handles, but you're so passionate about it, and you sell drawer handles because your grandma, you know, one day gave you this really special door handle, and and it means something to you, people will love that story. 
they're gonna they're not gonna think about going anywhere else to buy drawer handles hmm. right because they now are there's an emotional connection and that's what we're missing out on um yeah. we get so siloed and like got to deal with your own shit which you do to a certain point but we as you know you know we're in a men's group together the power of story and sharing is unbelievable hmm. i can't remember the second part to that question <laughs> <laughs> i know i i probably asked too many too quickly in that situation <laughs> anyway but um but yeah i mean i i i think the other side of that is oversharing so you you have the other end of that spectrum where people share too much about their story yeah. and their situation and what they're going through, right? And so, um, you know, I, I, it's like everything. There's this balance between the two extremes. <laughs> um, so how how does somebody know the right things to share? And and is that kind of coming back to just the things that you've already healed? Um, you know, or what are, what are your kind of thoughts as far as like what you actually share and maybe what you don't? Yeah, that's, and I, I, I've heard different schools of thought on this one because you touched on things you, you, um, have healed and that's all you're supposed to share. I have heard that school of thought. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. The oversharing thing that you touched on is tricky because, this is where emotional maturity comes into play. And I'm not saying emotional intelligence, I'm choosing maturity for a reason, because I believe it's okay to share almost anything, but it's how much context, how much you dive into it with that person you're sharing it with. If you're, if you're looking to them to hold some of the emotional pain which is a tricky self-aware thing to, to know what that even looks like. I think that's when you're crossing the line. That's when the emotional maturity isn't there to know, okay, I'm just sharing th my experience with them versus I'm subconsciously searching for something from them uh, for some healing in, in the sharing. Um, I, I believe for me, that's the, that's the line I, experiences I've had. I've been very short, a couple sentences of what's going on for me. Boom, I'm done. I've also been on this on this very anxiety-driven place where I just won't shut up. It's hmm. the same thing over and over and over again. And that version of sharing was based in I I just I wasn't regulated. I didn't have the motion maturity to hold the thing I was sharing. Hmm. So I think this doesn't maybe apply as much to business. I think you would probably have mentors that help you not overshare, but in a, in a personal setting or with your clients, I think if you're more than a couple sentences or three or four on your situation, that's probably going too, too far and a very unbalanced way to share. Yeah. I see that as, um, like you, you have the elevator pitch and then you've got the full presentation, right? And there's, there's a difference between the two. And, um, and a lot of times people are really good at, at saying everything that they need to say when no one's really interested in hearing all of it, <laughs> as opposed to, yeah, this is, this is what I do. And this is why I'm passionate about doing it. Um, 
you know, here's where that comes from as opposed to, well, when I was five and then I, you know, that whole totally trajectory. elevator picture. Yeah. I think that's a great analogy. That's a great way to put it. One is very short. You get the point. And one is like, whoa, didn't ask for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Um, so in kind of shifting gears a little bit and sort of maybe focusing a little bit more on, on like the relationship conversation, right? So um, in, in your experience and, and the reason why I'm shifting into this too, is because I think um, when we don't see our own blind spots and I think the same thing is true in business and we're trying to reach our prospects with the verbiage that we think is going to attract them and it doesn't. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, I think the same thing's true in a lot of ways in relationship and how we communicate. Um, and so in, in your experience, like what is, what are some of the things like in relationship and communication and, and just how we present ourselves that maybe we think we're saying one thing, but something else is being interpreted and how do we, how do we kind of bring those closer to, to, to being accurate? Yeah, this is a, such a, this is such a useful question because this can change your life. This is, this is one topic that changed my life and helped me connect better with people. Referring again to your belief system or anyone's belief system, it's a series of events throughout your life that lands you today. It is also a filter for everything you hear and see and experience is going through that filter of your experiences and your beliefs. Hmm. The trick is, and you're experiencing whatever situation, conversation, a certain way, the other person, doesn't matter who it is, their set of experiences has landed them in a place today with a certain set of beliefs, and it's probably not identical to yours. In fact, there's no way it can be identical. So here you have two people, two different filters, experiencing a situation two different ways. Hmm. But we're often so like, no, this is the way it is. It's like, no. That's not the way it is. That's the way you're experiencing it. They are having a different experience and that's okay. And that quite often short circuits us. We're like, no, no, this is no, this is the way it is. I'm like, no, you gotta let go of that. It's, it's going to get in the way of connection. It's going to get away in the way of even business wise, it's going to get in the way of that deal happening. If you can't like zoom out a bit and allow that space to realize that person's experiencing this differently and that's okay. Can you come together and agree? Absolutely. And there's, there's communication frameworks that are highly, highly effective, highly effective to get to the bottom of that person's perspective. Once you see their perspective, you actually don't even need to agree with it. <laughs> If you are going to try to convince them of your perspective, you're going to lose. Or if they're trying right. to convince me of, of their perspective, we're probably going to lose. Not to say there's not situations where it is important to align perspectives, because obviously it is. But if you roll into a conversation or a connection or a relationship, like they have to believe it my way, it's there's going to be tension. There's going to be issues. We just did a book uh, with Chris Voss and Chris Voss is well known as an FBI hostage negotiator that now coaches businesses on negotiating and 
um, and using empathy to negotiate, um, mm -hmm. which was a big thing. And so a lot of what I'm hearing is, you know, really, you've just got to put yourself in the shoes of your audience, um, whether that's your spouse or partner or child or, you know, the publics that you're trying to, uh, to turn into clients, right? And so how does how does somebody really anybody? Um, how does somebody build empathy? Like, how do you have empathy for a situation or for a person or for um, a circumstance? Um, maybe even one that you didn't experience. Um, can somebody do that? Is it possible? And, and yes, empathy, empathy is a misunderstood term. You don't have to, in my opinion, in my experience, I don't have to like know what their experience feels like to have empathy for them. I don't have to necessarily fully understand it. That was my personal struggles. Like I thought I had to understand every single thing they were going through to have empathy for them. What I now conclude is empathy is giving them the space to have their experience and acknowledge that their experience is very real for them. Hmm. So if it's a client, you know, in my space, do I have to understand their whole history in order to have empathy for them to, in order to say, Hey, like that's tough. I can tell, I can tell that's really tough for you. Do I have the same experience as them? No. Did I? Maybe not but can I create the space for them to just allow them to have that and not, I am going to judge them. That's just a bit of human nature. I'm going to probably judge them on some point, but can I just go, yeah, you're having that experience. So when I hear, you know, you said, uh, put myself in their shoes, I think for, you know, branding and, and messaging for marketing, of course, there's, you have to do that, but do I have to know what it feels like to live their life? on a personal level, I don't know if I, I don't know if I need to. So the last part of that, and it's something that we've sort of, we've touched on a number of different times. You've mentioned a couple of different times here too. And, th and that's this idea of authenticity, right? And um, coming from, and, you know, still being a part of in a lot of ways, just, uh, you know, having gone to seminary, being in churches, working in churches and around that type of environment, um, I think one of the things that I heard more often than not was like, how do we be authentic? How do we, you know, how do we be this and be that? And what I found is like, authenticity is a weird, it's a weird thing because in my mind, the minute that you try to be authentic, you're no longer actually being authentic. <laughs> you're trying to be some version of yourself that appears authentic to your audience. Um, and so we've, we've kind of been talking around this idea of authenticity. Um, and I think it's, hugely important for business owners to authentically show up, um, to authentically communicate their why, to uh, talk with their audience about why they're passionate about what they do, how they can help people and all those things. So um, what does somebody do uh, to be able to understand what being authentic even means? If being it isn't being authentic? <laughs> If you even agree with that. Yeah, I, I know where you're going. That's a hard, you asked a really hard question. Um, I think there's layer, I think there's layers to it, to be honest. And, and that I'm not using that as a cop out. I'm using that as, as a person, if they choose to go on the self-discovery path, 
of a self-growth, self-development, however, whatever works for you, authenticity is going to change as you learn more and expand. So mm -hmm. if you're like two months into self-discovery, authenticity could look like just owning, um, you know, I'm really scared. That's authentic. Do you know who you are? You know, do you know the five-year-old? Are you connected to the five-year-old version of yourself two months into a journey? No, you're not. But that's a layer of authenticity down the road. So I think it depends on, on how do I answer this? I think it's being real with where you're at in the moment. So, so let me frame it this way then. And, and this is kind of something that I've talked about, um, in some previous episodes too, but it, it's this idea that, uh, and, and harkening back to, I think even earlier, I mentioned this idea of ordinary people being doing extraordinary things is when they're aligned with their values and their mission. Mm -hmm. And so, um, is, is there, is there an idea around like, as a business, you have, you have your personal values and you got your business values. And like, if you haven't really taken the time to understand what those values are and can clearly articulate them, you actually can't be aligned in, in being authentic within your personal life or business, or I don't know, would you, does that sound like that would be? That's been my experience. Or? That's been my experience. You know, I don't know how long we've known each other now over a year, maybe as far as 18 months, but two years ago, I, my business values were not aligned and it felt wrong. It's just like something is wrong here and I can't put my finger on it. And if I am completely honest, it was, there was still areas in my personal life and my personal values that I wasn't sure about. And I kept betraying myself unbeknownst to me on my personal values. Once I got those lined up, my business values became crystal clear. Like I almost didn't even have to think about it. It's just like, oh, there's the answer I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. So does that mean, you know, a person shouldn't take action where they're at and be authentic where, we're, where they're at? Like I shared earlier, like two months into a personal development journey, the only authenticity you might be able to to speak to or verbalize is like i'm scared that's that's cool that's raw that's real that's authentic hmm. still take action as we're kind of like nearing the the end of the conversation i want to sort of tie tie some of these things all back together right i mean we've talked about a lot of different things from story to authenticity to relationships and everything else and um, you know, a big part of this is, is bringing the heart back to business. I think that's really what we're talking about here. You're talking about it on a, on a grander level outside of business. Like how do we bring the human back to relationships in general? Right. Um, so being the relationship expert, um, and you've, you've kind of given some tips and strategies along the way. Like if, if I'm new to this, um, and new to relationship and new, that's obviously not the case, but like just kind of new to like wanting to be better um, and wanting to incorporate the heart of everything into whatever I'm doing. Um, what can I do? Like I, I, I almost don't even know the answer to that question. Like I'm, I'm asking it for myself. Even it's like um, I'm asking it for my audience's sake. Like how, how do we, how do we start to bring the heart 
back into business and into relationships yeah. in every part of our life from your perspective? Well, I think um, you you said something earlier that I, I wanted to touch on and I forgot to was like about blind spots. Mm. In this case, we don't know what we believe. Like it's very, very hard. And if you want to fast track this process, you get a mentor that has walked a walk and knows some stuff. That, that's really like the honest to God, that's the way to do it if you don't want to mess around. There's lots of books you can read. There's lots of practices you can do. End of the day, you know, I use the analogy of Luke Skywalker and Yoda quite a bit. Luke Skywalker, he just wanted to be a Jedi. He didn't know. He just wanted to go and fight in the rebellion. He didn't know how that was going to happen. And even when he met Yoda and went to to that swamp planet, he just like didn't understand the training. He's like, you're not really helping me be a warrior, right? You're not really helping me get where I wanted to go. But Yoda was the master. He's like, slow down, dude. <laughs> slow down. Like you, there's some steps to take to get there. And then when you get there, you lift your head up. And you're like, oh my God, I'm here. So how do you, you know, how do you bring your heart back is like, go find a Yoda because it will 100% get you through the process much, much quicker. And you got to have some faith in that Yoda because like Luke and Yoda, Luke didn't know what he needed to know. Luke didn't know what he didn't know. This is a very similar thing. These are lost, lost practices, lost ways of being as a human in 2024 they've been around forever they just got like these waves of society growing so so fast they just got covered up you just need somebody that's like yep found it i just heard something the other day uh, that you reminded me of it's like how do you be great surround yourself by great people it's not complicated <laughs> so how do, how do we bring the heart back to relationship back to business back to the human nature back to all this it's what I hear you saying is like, what's well, doing it together. It's being in a relationship with other people yep. who are interested in accomplishing the same thing. And let's all do it. Like, let's all just commit to, to bringing the heart back. To yeah. You. And it doesn't have to look perfect. It, it's going to be messy. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be messy. And for some business people, they don't want to hear that. What do you mean? There's not a formula to this. Sorry, there's not. This is, this is the component to this that is unpredictable. Well, look, um, I really appreciate you jumping on here. Um, you know, I know it's kind of even, even last minute a little bit here. Um, but, uh, if somebody, if somebody's interested in finding out more about what it is that you do, um, about, you know, working with you, um, you know, and, and anything like that in a relationship or men's work or development, or whatever, uh, what would be the best way that they could get into contact? With My you? website's probably the easiest thing to remember. It's just brandonarcher.com. And from there, you can find my social media. On my social media, you see me sharing a lot of what I teach. Um, it's very, basically, I give away all the information that I do teach mm -hmm. people. Um, it's just not packaged. It's just not, you know, linear but it is there. There's some great stuff. If you if you've never heard of any of these things before, the Instagram and the short tidbits of information could be a great place to start. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining me today. I mean, I really appreciate it. Um, it was a good conversation, and uh, I'm excited to get that out there. So thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah. 
And thank all of you for, uh, for joining me again, uh, listening to us talk through the heart of business um, and how relationships are a part of, of our life and with business and how we might be able to show up more authentically. Uh, and so if you've enjoyed this um, or anything else, please feel free, like, subscribe, uh, mash those buttons, whatever they are, um, and uh, look forward to talking with you again on the next episode of Elevate and Accelerate. Thanks.